This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Welcome to Connect with Community Waikato, Free FM 89.0. I'm Holly Snape. We have Roseanne from Community Waikato, both of us, talking to you today about planning for 2024. And this really is targeted, I think, at our community organisations. You might be a sports group, you might be a, an arts group, you might be a community or social service, you might be a marae. Um, but really, I suppose it's, it's a little bit of advice about what sorts of things that you could be thinking about that will help 2024 be a little smoother in terms of your running your organisation. You all prepared for that, Roseanne? Because I'm asking you the questions. Kia ora, Holly. Actually, I was just, I was just um, thinking uh, this is a little bit the roles reversed because obviously you've... Uh, conned me, that's a good way of putting it, yeah. uh, into actually um, taking up some of the, the DJ uh, seat from time to time. So yeah, now I'm on the opposite side of the table. You're on the hot seat today. I am on the hot seat, but no, all good. I get the opportunity to watch a pro in action. I, so I don't know about that. And feel free just to, you know, throw the questions right back at me. If you know, I'm sure we'll tease some out together anyway. I'm sure we will. Um, planning is quite fundamental though, isn't it? And you know, you and I are very different people. You're much more of a planner than I am. And tell me why, why is planning important for you? Yeah, well, you only got to look at the old saying, you know, if you fail to plan, you actually are planning to fail. Um, and, you know, we want to look to be more proactive rather than always being reactive, yes. chasing your tail, um, you know, and trying to maybe even put out fires where if you yep. can just be on the front foot, uh, planning your year ahead or looking at where we may need some training and development, yes. um, whether it's for your board, committee or staff. Um, look at, you know, having those review conversations with them and then looking, okay, well, what could be some training and development opportunities for, for next year to support that person? Yeah, absolutely. There are um, three types of plans I thought we'd talk about today. One of those is strategic planning, obviously quite key, and we've talked about that before, but we'll touch again on some of the, the high-level points around it. Then we've got financial planning, obviously very important, particularly in times of great need. Mm -hmm. um, and the principles of that also apply, um, I think, for individuals. You know, it's not just about organisations. Um, financially, I, I thought we'd touch on operational or, or annual plans so um, and, and how they kind of connect to the strategic plan. So that will be our conversation today. So I'm sure you're fully prepared. I'm absolutely fully prepared with no notes in front that's of right, me. But that's, that's right. all good. You have it all up in your head, <laughs> which I love. So look, let's start with a strategic plan. And first of all, a bit of an overview definition of what a, a strategy actually is. Yeah, so look, probably, you know, to, to break it down into simple terms, it's like you're uh, having a blueprint um, or even some people will look at it as like a, a roadmap. You know where you are now. You've got an idea of the destination you're wanting to get to. And so it's all about having the pathway to get from where you are to your, you know, your, your final destination or your next destination. Knowing that, you know, you're always going to have a few corners and speed bumps and, you know, detours, detours <laughs> along the way. It's never a, never a straight line. 
Uh, and so it's, uh, you know, it's around, you know, going through an exercise of looking at, well, what could be the potential, you know, challenges for us going ahead, you know, whether it's the next one to three years potentially. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, it's all about, you know, being able to sort of come together and look at, well, what is this organisation all about? What are we trying to achieve? What's our, our long-term aspiration? Um, you know, what, what's wrong out there in the world yeah. or in our community that we're wanting to try and um, change um, or to solve any, you know, yeah. real issues out there. So that's that real high-level kind of thinking, isn't it? It's yeah. not really the detail. It's, it's looking, it's raising your eyes up higher. Um, there are some key elements um, that we usually see in a strategic plan. Um, off the top of my head, like a, a mission statement, a vision, um, strategic goals. <laughs> you know, do you, can you talk us through what the difference between those elements are in a strategic plan? Yeah, and look, it's it's really interesting you bring that up because I've actually just done some reading. Um, you know, as you know, I like yes. to do a bit of research and reading along the way, and. Traditionally, yeah, we've had like a vision statement, a mission statement, as you've you know you've said, um, you know, a set of values and and your strategic goals. Um, but interestingly, latest information I've read is, do you need both a vision and mission statement? You know, I often thought about this, and especially because I've heard a number of people. When I say people, I mean facilitators, not an outing, mixing up um, a vision and a mission. Yeah, um, you know, it quite being quite interchangeable and thinking it's really interesting, you know, um, yeah. And and how important is it to have both? So what was the what was the consensus at the end of that reading? Yeah, well, the, the reading actually was saying, you know, well, maybe just refining it to having a purpose statement. Yeah, you know, what is the purpose of this organisation? And doesn't that fit well with that concept of being for purpose of organisations? And mission has that old kind of um, a traditional kind of um, Christian sort of background, which is makes sense because that's where a lot of the non profit sector came out of. Um, was that sort of mission focus of churches? Yeah, and, so and, that, and their vision, being a visionary Yeah, yeah. Um, for a lot of them. Um, you're so right. And as it is, we've been working with quite a few groups now where instead of the mission statement, they've been calling it a purpose statement. Yes. But um, one group I've just recently been worked with, working with, I've said, well, why can't we just combine our, our vision and mission together yeah. and have just a one-off Purpose statement, and actually, this reading I did um, said, "Look, there's no right or wrong. No, it's it's what's going to work best and resonate best with you know your members. Yeah, um, and and also potentially um, externally facing you know your stakeholders out yeah. there as well. Yeah. Um, so look, you know, if I look at the old tech, you know terminology, yeah. um, your vision is very much around what is that long term aspiration or dream. You know, what is it you're trying to achieve or, or want to have come yeah. to fruition? Um, it's sort of generally we say it's not actually about you. Yeah. Some organisations, um, and I know, dare I say, the good old sport world at times, um, it's all about us. And yeah. that we want to be the number one sport or the number one organisation um, in, in this region or even in the country. Yeah. Um, but it's actually not really about you. It's about your members or your community or yeah. the beneficiaries that you're looking to support. You know, so what's that ideal state, I yeah. suppose, you want, you know? Um, and then you come down to your mission or your purpose, and it's like, well, okay, well, what are, at a high level, yeah, what is it that you're actually going to then do to actually achieve that vision or yep. work towards achieving that vision? And normally it might be something that you start off with to provide 
A, B or C. C. Yeah. 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 Um, Not getting into any real specifics. No, so it might be to provide high quality services that uh, enable uh, our members to to blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Then you would, yeah, look at coming down into um, your strategic goals or look, there's a lot of different terminology again here. Yes. It could be our objectives. Yes. It could be our priorities. Yes. You know, it could be our pillars. Um, looking at theming. The PO. Yeah, mm. definitely. So it's, you know, when you're working through an exercise of, you know, well, what is the real priority for, um, you know, for our mahi going forward? Mm. And, you know, then you might look at saying, oh, okay, we can sort of put this in about four different key themes here. Yeah. Uh, and so that then becomes, you know, you're, you're heading for each of your PO or pillars or objectives, as we've talked about. Yeah. Uh, and then underneath that is where your nuts and bolts of the actions and tasks mm. that you're then going to undertake from there. Which really could start slipping into our annual plan. Totally. That's when you start, dare I say, operationalizing yes. your strategic plan into an annual plan. And it's really important that you have both. You know, you don't want to have um, put all this work into developing a strategic plan and then it just sits nowhere and doesn't go anywhere. It's yeah. not kept alive. So your annual operational plan, whatever you want to call it, is where it, um, it then keeps your strategic plan alive. Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about that in a moment. We're going to take a, a brief little music break, and then we're going to come back, and um, Roseanne is going to share with us all about annual planning. <laughs> there are some really key, I think, I, uh, simple messages that, that can be helpful when you're developing an annual plan, and we're going to think about who should be involved in the strategic planning process versus, well, it's not versus, not against, <laughs> or an annual planning process. Uh, take a short break. Back with you very in a moment.
Dave Dobbin. He's a well-known Kiwi artist. He does, and I'm going to show my age here by saying I actually remember watching him play live as part of Dee Dee Smash. Dee Dee Smash, back in the day. Mm, um, was old... that also a great band, actually? Back in the 80s? Yeah, yeah. Well, he was a bit more punky then, wasn't he? He was. He He's was indeed. gone through some iterations. He has, and that's the sign of a, a great singer or songwriter. Also the sign of a great organisation, Roseanne. <laughs> That is so true. What a segue, eh? Because we do change over time, don't we? You know, and um, and planning is a part of that as well. And we need to plan for change because change is going to hit us whether we like it or not, right? So, so today we're talking about planning and particularly planning for twenty twenty four. Roseanne's just given us a bit of an insight into strategic plans and what sort of elements might be involved in a strategic plan. We didn't really touch on who does it. But I might just ask you now, before we roll into the annual plan, who largely drives the strategic planning process? Yeah, look, there's different schools of thought here, um, but um, we firmly believe that it's uh, a combination. Um, First off, your board or your committee, the governors of your organisation, are responsible for the strategic leadership of an organisation and providing that strategic direction for if you are fortunate enough to, to have staff to actually undertake the mahi for your for yes. your organisation. Um, so look, you know, if that is the case, we generally recommend that it's all your board or your committee uh, and your, your key staff members. Um, you know, if you've only got three or four staff members, naturally to, to invite them all, if you're a much larger organisation, it might be the, the, the frontline managers or leaders um, of, of that organisation um, to come together and uh, to undertake a, a strategic planning session. Um, and sort of if you've already got a plan, it would be a great opportunity to come together and review the plan, or it may be that you're looking to, to develop your first ever plan for that organisation. So so largely driven then by um, governance, but with input from the team, what about an annual plan? Yeah, so look, your annual plan, if you've got staff, um, is then the responsibility of the manager or the chief executive of that organisation to, to take that strategic plan, that the framework that you've been provided, and to look at, okay, how does this fit with what we do on a day-to-day basis? Yeah. How and do we put legs on this thing? Yeah, yeah. How do we make it live? You yeah. Know? Yeah, and, and keep it alive. And look, it might be that, you know, your, your team already have a job description or they might have their own work plan. So it's sort of looking at making sure that everything you're doing somehow will fit in under each of the PO or pillars or priorities of your strategic plan. And it's a good way to look at, you know, are we doing stuff that we don't need to be doing anymore and it's not part of our direction, especially if we look to having a new iteration of the direction we're wanting to take. Um, So it's a good opportunity for for people to look at, you know, is it something that we want to keep doing is mm. it something that we actually want to start doing that we haven't already been doing, or is it actually something that we need to stop doing? So yeah. there's the good old keep, stop, start yeah, um, sort of model yeah. that you, you know you can use. What sort of information then do you need as the manager and as the team collectively creating an annual plan? What sort of information do you need to make those decisions, do you think? So obviously you'll have, you know, what are those key priorities um, that, yeah. the, the, I suppose, the board or the committee have actually, you know, firmed up, you know, in your strategic plan. And it's looking at, okay, so let's just say, for example, if it's around 
uh, organisational development. So it might be like around our finances, you yeah. know, um, who's looking after those, what are we doing? Um, it yeah, might are be- we in if deficit? Are we? Do we have a whole lot of reserves? <laughs> you know, so understanding that picture, eh? Yeah, most definitely. Um, you know, it 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 might be around. Um, do we have all the right operational policies in place, like our health and safety plans, um, you know, any other policies that, you know, your organisation will require if you're working with young people? Do you have a vulnerable children's policy? Yeah. That sort sort of thing from there. Um, You know, it might be around, you know, um, we want to look at... um, the delivery of a certain type of service, you know, whatever the mahi is that your organisation's doing, you know, um, and, you know, it sort of might be then more specific detail of the programmes you're going to be providing uh, and, uh, you know, the, the detail that goes with those, those yeah. the, that programme delivery. Uh, it might be that you're looking at more advocacy space or promotion um, of the organisation and the mahi mm. that you provide. So it might be like if you're fortunate to have like a marketing comms person, that's sort of where a lot of, you know, their job description or, or work plan will fall in under. And if you don't, you know, I think that annual planning um, time is a moment to really look at how do you weave your communications and marketing into the work that you're doing to make sure that that does happen. Because it's something that can disappear, eh, if, if you're not really thinking about it and putting it in the front. Totally. And with, you know, the advent of social media and, uh, you know, the platforms that you can use there, um, it is one, I suppose, fairly effective way to communicate yeah. and engage with either your members yeah. um, or, or, or all stakeholders. Yeah. Um, so it is important to have that included somewhere in your annual plan, who's going to be responsible. So generally with an annual plan, you will have, okay, what are, you know, what is the first like priority or PO or pillar that is in the strategic plan? What is all of the key actions or tasks yeah. that we're going to undertake? And then from there, I think that the part we haven't talked about yet, which for me I think is one of the most important bits, is is um, how do we determine that we've done that yep. or we've done it well or partially? Yeah. You know? So there's two ways of doing it. One is when you're actually developing the strategic plan, you can mm. look at what would success look like. Yeah. You know, and, and that can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But how do we measure yeah. uh, or evaluate um that we're on track or, you know, well, what we're, is it that we're trying to achieve with each of these key different areas? You know, for some people it might be very quantitative, like around we want to make sure we get X number of workshops delivered yes. or X amount of people coming to the workshops. Yeah. But in a way it should be more around what is the potential impact you know, of those yeah. workshops. You know, what what is it that the people are then going to take away from the workshops, and actually either change personally for themselves or with their own organisations? Yeah, you know, depending on what it might be. Yeah. Um, so you can do that as part of your strategic planning process, but also too, I suppose it's it's really great for the staff to actually look at well, what is going to be a realistic target, I suppose, mm. or goal that we're looking to work towards. Um, under each of your action plan areas, yeah, and then at the end of the year, you can do a little mini review. Um, first of all, the staff, and then and then also um, with your board, board or, yeah. or committee, you know. And it could be just a good old traffic light dashboard, you know, sort of a, a green as yep, it's either been completed or we're on track. Um, amber can be yeah, it's underway, but maybe needs a little bit more work. Mm. And obviously, your red is is either something that hasn't even started. 
or it's something that we're really struggling with and, yeah. and then probably is it something that we should be doing going forward. Yeah, yeah, it might be. It's time to actually to, to think about is this actually a part of what we need to, yeah, to be involved with. Yeah. Because they're hard questions for organisations, you know, especially if you've historically done something. Yeah, look, so true. And so often, you know, you hear people say, but we've always done it this way. Yeah. Or we've always looked at providing this type of support. Um, but again, as part of the strategic planning process, when we're facilitating it, is we sort of do like a bit of a squad analysis, look yeah. at, you know, what our strengths and sort of weak weaknesses, I call them our work-ons. Yeah, and, and actually sometimes that, that then fills, you talked about it earlier, um, your professional development plan. Yes. You know, what do we need to do to invest in our team to ensure that we can continue to move through this plan? That's that right. got the skills. Yeah, yeah. And, and look, you know, we have to be very mindful that we can't expect our team to go out there and, and do the mahi if we're not providing them with the tools and resources to be able to do a really good job. That's right. You know, is it that they have to have a, a laptop or a phone that they can connect back to? you know our sort of you know um you know whole files and folders the, the and cloud the yeah. uh, the emails sort of connections calendar um outlook whatever it might be um or it might be they need a vehicle to be able to get you know especially if you're traveling a long distance um or it might be just whatever other resources or tools yeah. you do need to make all this happen you need money roseanne you <laughs> do unfortunately yeah, yeah you do so let's think about financial planning because that, that is key to, to enable this to happen. And, and from my perspective, you do need to have a good sense of your annual plan, what it is you're going to do before you start looking at what am I going to need, <laughs> you know. Yeah, totally. Um, so, yeah, definitely I would look at the whole strategic planning, um, pulling that into an annual actual work plan, I yes. suppose. And then it's looking at, okay, well, financially, what funding do we need to be able to make this happen yeah you know so obviously if you've got staff it'll be around you know wages um, yes. to, to pay them um as i talked about before you know if there's vehicles involved you might need your money to either if it's purchasing or leasing yeah. petrol expenses um you know um if you've got a building that you're renting or leasing all of those sort of operational costs kind of overhead yeah all those overhead type costs um, and yeah, and hopefully putting a little bit of funding aside for some professional development for your team, whether it's paid or, or even voluntary as yeah. well. Yeah, absolutely. Budgets are, budgets are so key, but um, they can be quite intimidating for people to put together. And um, Anne often says, look at what you did last year. It's a great yep. starter. It is. Yeah, most definitely. It's sort of, you know, when you've got your um, financial, annual financial report together from your previous year, it's looking at, well, what was our total income? You know, yeah. what was our total expenses? And, and they're generally broken and, down. And how much is it likely to be the same? If you've yeah. suddenly got some new activities, well, what is that going to cost? Yeah, and if you've got a variety of different sort of programs um, within your organisation, it's can you actually effectively separate out the costs for each yeah. what this program would cost us versus another program because when it comes down to it if you've got to look at reducing your costs yeah you know then you can look at okay well this program's costing us probably a lot more than what we're getting money in for yeah uh and uh if we need to let go one of these then maybe it's that one that we know we're just not going to be able to recover the costs for yeah yeah um I think financial planning is one of the things we all know we kind of have to do. Um, it's probably one of the most living documents you would hope, wouldn't you, in terms of checking in and seeing that you're tracking next to that, that particular financial plan. Um, 
I like what you're saying though as well about how you can make start making decisions and they it helps you make the hard decisions right you know about whether or not we should proceed with something or actually we just don't have the funding for this that can also help some really constructive conversations with funders we would like to do this we would see this is the outcome of us being able to do this but we can't afford to so you know it's a way to partner isn't it with a a grant funder to to help then consider whether or not they see it as worth the investment yeah most definitely look with funders you know it's it's around you know sort of looking at which funders uh, are probably going to have the greatest synergy with the mahi that you're doing nice um, yeah. they obviously on their website they um, have sort of what their key priorities are and you know it's a great opportunity for you then to look at that and go yeah hey look that really aligns with even our values or, or yeah. what it is we're trying to achieve uh, and it's all about helping to tell your story uh, and when you go along, you know, definitely try to build that relationship with the funder. I mean, we've just recently had the, the funding expo here last week with a lot of the community funders. Um, well, several months ago, but yeah. Uh, no, the funding expo last... Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that was. That is true. Yeah, sorry, a couple of weeks ago. I'm, I'm just, just getting, blurring on all my dates these days, and we know I've got Christmas coming up and everything like that. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um, look, yeah, um, I think that, um, you know, it's, it's having those conversations with funders mm. um, and uh, looking at, you know, being able to sort of say, this is what it is we're trying to achieve. You know, yeah. when you go back to that question around what would success look like, you yeah. know, what is that impact you're trying to make? Um, and and then saying, well, look, hey, this is what we're trying to offer. This is the, yeah. you know, the program or the service, and this is um, our estimated costs. And I think funders have a lot more confidence in organisations that can demonstrate that they've got a plan, you know, that yep. this is what they're working towards, this is what the plan is, and this is what it all costs. Yep. Um, so, again, it shows, it demonstrates that you've put some work into it, um, mm. that you are being proactive and, and not reactive, uh, and that you can justify, I suppose, yeah. um, you know, what sort of the the costings are and, and it helps just to build that story um, to hopefully for the funders to see that there's going to be a real value in the investment they do provide to your organisation. Mm. Now we're going to be doing a show in the next few weeks on building financial resilience so you know do tune in um, over the next few weeks we will come across that one and we'll talk about um, financial resilience as more than just funders there, there are lots of other opportunities. But that's us for this week. Um, that is a session on planning. So uh, hopefully you're able to take something away from that. But um, yeah, we'll be back in the next week um, to start touching on some of these other bits and pieces. You've been listening to Connect with Community Wakato on Free FM 89.0. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.